everybody. Welcome to Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Tara. And this is part 50 of our 3,726 part series wherein we pick a movie at random from the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide, watch it, try to do some research, and then tell you what we thought and learned. Yeah, we have. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little full of ourselves. It's episode 50. You gotta gotta bear with us. (laughs) We've done this 50 times now, almost. More than 50 Plus, times, technically. Well, yeah, if you had the bonus. Yeah. Slash, we fucked up episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the major rule for our podcast is we must watch the movie that we select as long as neither of us have seen it. Uh, there are a couple other rules we'll invoke as needed, but that's it. Silently, we have to see it. Yes. We will silently invoke those rules in our head and uh, never tell you that edit then. it out of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, but there, uh, there's no. some rules. No, there are some other rules. We're we're playing it fair and square. What do we have to gain by picking movies that we don't want to watch in uh, lieu of other movies that we don't want to watch? <laughs> uh, yeah, when you put it that way. Yeah, so um, episode 50. Uh, middle age. Well, not no, even. No, no, no. We're past middle age. We're, it's all downhill from here. This is the... Well, actually, if you think about it, 3,726... We're only at 50. Yeah, that's true. We're, we got a shit ton we're of way to go. We're in our infancy still. That's why uh, the quality of editing is still kind of bad. So we're still... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, moving right along. Moving right along. Last episode, we watched Hitman, or Contract Killer, as it is known as in both instances. Here <laughs> <laughs> four. Fuck. It was fine. It was a gently yeah. fighting kind of comedy movie. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. That's uh, that's all we have to say about that. This time, next is... time, more gently fighting. Yes, that that is uh, and more comedy. A good note. If we could travel back in time and give mm-hmm. some feedback on the script, that would yeah have been useful for them to have. For sure, less editing. Less editing, more fighting. Yep. And uh, you're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. And thank us uh, with royalty checks, yes, please. Yes, uh, so it's my turn to pick. I we'll see. I don't have a great track record. I did okay but with the last okay. pick. But you do okay. Yeah, I, I, you do okay sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. That's very patronizing of you to say that. Sometimes you do okay. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but let's just pull this band-aid off. Let's get this over with. All right. So you got your eyes closed? Eyes are closed. And start flipping. Okay. Stop. Uh, can't choose that one because it's Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Oh, okay. Do you, shall we flip again, or do you try? Fl- flip again. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it in for this episode. Then you'll see how boring it is when we can't actually watch a movie <laughs> that we selected. Okay, close your eyes. Okay. <laughs> Come on. I'm flipping. Okay. Stop. Oh boy. Oh boy. So we're watching a children's movie. Okay. Children's live action movie with okay. Michael Landon. Okay. From 1976. Okay. Uh, it's called The Loneliest Runner. <laughs> okay. Episode 50! <laughs> oh boy, you know, and the sad thing is you almost chose Mac and Me. It's oh. also on this page, just a couple movies down. That would have been pretty nice. Pretty nice. Here's what the guide has to say about this uh, Michael Landon think piece that we're about to watch. <laughs> This made-for-TV movie directed by Landon okay. 
is a very serious treatise on okay. bedwetting and the trauma it can what? cause a young man. What? No, read the real description. <laughs> I'm not oh, shitting God. you. Okay. We're watching a movie about bedwetting <laughs> that stars and uh, was directed by Michael Landon. Okay, all right. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so it's a very serious treatise on bedwetting and the trauma it can cause a young man, especially if said young man's mother is the most ridiculously evil, castrating woman on earth. The subject of the film is a 14-year-old boy who still has a problem with urinating in his slumber. He tries to hide this from his parents because his mother is not very understanding and hangs his sheets out the window so the whole damn block knows he wets his bed and screams, He does it because he's too lazy to go to the bathroom! <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, stop for that. This sounds amazing. This sounds fucking amazing! <laughs> you continue. <laughs> so he runs home from school every day so he can take down the sheets before anyone sees, and this leads him to eventually become a gold medal winning marathon runner. After he first learns to control his bladder... If this sounds slightly familiar, there's a Mr. Show skit I'm betting was inspired by this movie. <laughs> this was a rather personal statement from Landon on the back of the box that goes so far as to divulge that he himself was a bedwetter. Yikes. Based on a true story. Fucking hell. That is... Incredible. Something <laughs> that I was not expecting us to be watching. <laughs> Ever, much less our 50th episode. A fucking Michael Landon movie about bedwetting turning someone into a marathon runner. How, how long is it? 75 minutes. Okay, that seems like a Reasonable. adequate amount yeah. of time to dedicate to bedwetting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Holy shit. Loneliest runner. All right. Loneliest. Um, so, so shall we do some calibration? Uh, so I have to say the most Michael Landon I've ever seen is uh, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I barely. I mean, <laughs> as I, a kid. It, it was on the television when I was little, so that yeah. I didn't like actively watch it, I don't think. I remember a lot of uh, the opening where frolicking down the fields. I had some weird idea that they lived in a turf house of some kind. Did they live in a turf in house? In the books. Okay. Yeah, in pro- possibly in real life. Okay. Um, but not in this show. Okay. Uh, I don't remember them showing a turf house but yeah absolutely i think in the second or third book or something i think they lived in a turf house uh that has nothing to do with the loneliest runner well but, <laughs> but turf house is pretty interesting we've yeah, been to one yeah um pretty dirty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just see myself out of the podcast <laughs> welcome uh, to the under show that's, no that's no, no please nobody <laughs> wants that uh so when did you stop wetting your bed i don't remember wetting the bed okay my dad could say differently he, he probably <laughs> remembers a period of me wetting my bed well but i don't know if little i miss ever... dry sheets <laughs> if i ever did it i don't recall go go pee before you go to the bathroom guys that's our psa go pee before you go to the bathroom go pee before you go to the <laughs> in your pants go to the bathroom and clean it up <laughs> done done and then just walk around without pants. Uh, okay. Good job. Thank you. That, that's <laughs> I had so many problems. Uh, you, I think I've solved your problem. Yeah. Well, one of my problems, at least. Yeah. Um, no. Wow. We're going to save so much money on we, sheets from now on. <laughs> this movie is going to be so helpful. <laughs> well, I already know how to be a marathon runner, obviously. I have no actual <laughs> useful point of reference for this, so... 
I mean, it just sounds delightful. It, it sounds, I, I feel like we're going to be let down somehow, but I, I have high hopes for this. I'm oh, char- God, my hopes are impossibly high. Uncharacteristically high hopes for this. Yeah. Uh, so we will be back after this musical interlude with our thoughts on The Loneliest Runner. So we are back. We we've watched the loneliest runner. People want me to say the longest runner. That's not as interesting a title. No. Not as evocative. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So I think without further ado, we should just get into our patented five-point uh, rating scale, going from don't watch at the bottom to maybe don't watch to. Eh, so maybe watch, and then finally at the top of the scale, don't not watch. It's a very scientifically sound scale. It's been thoroughly tested and vetted. Do you have a rating in mind? I do. Okay. It, I will say I, I had some struggles. Yeah. Which I uh, will discuss after, but okay. uh, I've settled on something. Well, I, I am intrigued. So um, on the count of three, we will reveal our ratings. One, two, three. Maybe uh, watch. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that I don't say it's a maybe watch because I think it's a good movie, necessarily. Right. It, right. it is not a good movie. Is it an entertaining movie? Fuck yes. 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 <laughs> yes, it is. And we should say also at the front that like we're not trying to make light of anybody who's having issues with wetting the bat. Like... It's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. It happens to everybody. And so any comments we make are more towards the ludicrous nature of the movie than the issue of bedwetting itself. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, no, no offense is meant by anything that we say here from here on out. But man, bedwetters, let me tell you about them. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, what, what were your feelings that drew you towards the, the more middle of the road. Well, I think just that, like, it's not a great, it's not like a great movie. No. But I was very entertained by it. So yeah. I, I was torn between doing eh or maybe watch. Yeah. And I just decided to settle for the lower of the two. That's fair. As I typically do, knowing that you usually go round up. Yeah. Hoping it would work out. Yeah. To kind of like a eh point five. Yeah. If you uh, yeah. average our scores together. So, um... Yeah, not a great movie, but very, very entertaining. Yes. Uh, we laughed quite a lot. Yeah, maybe not entertaining for the reasons that Michael Landon would have uh, hoped it would be entertaining. But... Right. I also come out of this uh, feeling more empathy for Michael Landon than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Uh, uh, a little bit after reading more about <laughs> about him, I was going to like really rip into him. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll touch on yeah. all of that later. There's some stuff that I I agree with you on some of that, and right. there's other stuff that I'm like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't get a carte blanche, that's for sure. Right. So, I think the guide did a pretty good job of synopsizing the plot. Yeah, I think they they did a good job setting expectations. Yeah, for anybody I'm, who is considering watching this, 
I, I was concerned because they had said that it was a very serious bedwetting movie. And uh, I, at first I was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And then I'm like, wait, they said it's serious. It might end up like, being like a Lilia Forever of bedwetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it might be just super poignant and uh, we'll just be in tears by the end of it. Like, <laughs> no, not not tears of sadness at any rate. No. That being said, let's just get into to our kind of flushing out of the plot summary. Uh, we start off with Michael Landon running and running in a race and being cheered on. I have to mention the credits. So they're coming up and it's like, starring these people and that person, blah, blah, blah. Guest starring, da, da, da. And extra special guest star, Michael Landon. Yeah. <laughs> and then ooh. followed, well, ooh, followed immediately by, produced by Michael Landon. <laughs> yeah. And then the very last credit, written and directed by Michael Landon. So uh, I well, <laughs> immediately well, well. was like, wow, weird choice for like a vanity project. Uh, yeah. Hey guys, guess what? I was a bedwetter. Now I'm a champion. This is how I'm going to make my mark on <laughs> the made for TV movie scene. And, and like having the Chutzpah to call himself a special guest star. Yeah, I was... In his own movie. Right. Like... I, I never really understand. I, I'm sure that there is, like, some maybe legal reason Pro- why they I have would to identify imagine, themselves. imagine, like, I don't know if there's, like, some SAG yeah. criteria or something. You don't see it anymore these, these days. I don't... Not too often. Yeah. Well, there aren't that many made-for-TV movies that we watch. So, we find out that Michael Landon's character is actually named John Curtis, and he's won his race and is being interviewed, and before... The uh, interview starts, he's nervously trying to think of how does he explain why he, what drove him to become a marathon runner. Yeah. And uh, flashback. <laughs> so the do whole I reveal... movie's a flashback. <laughs> do I reveal on national TV that I'm a bedwetter? Like, is this where it all comes out? Keep that in the back of your minds. We'll tell you later. So we find John as a young man, and he wakes up early to quickly change out of his pea-soaked pajamas and cover up his pea-soaked bed sheet and shove him into a duffel bag. Uh, pull out a fresh sheet, put it on his bed, put on fresh pajamas, and get in there before his parents come in to purportedly wake him up. So uh, his dad's really delighted to find he's had yet another dry night. Oh, what's this? Five in a row? Five dry nights? Yeah. And his dad is like 70, it looks yeah, Oh, like. yeah. It, it, Brian Keith. I wonder how old he was at the time, but he looked way old. Yeah. To be the father of a boy who is supposed to be about 12. So uh, after his dad wakes him up, John is then seen running hurriedly to the laundromat on his way into school, where he then proceeds to clean his soiled pajamas and bed sheet so his parents don't know that he's still wetting the bed. So as he's going into school, he meets a new girl who has just started there named Nancy, and she's kind of... Wanting to get to know him better, saying that, oh, we should walk home together. I live right next door to you, and whatever. And he's like, uh, I don't know, I'm scared of girls, and blah, 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 whatever. He's just awkward and shy around her. And uh, um, so he goes through his day at school. And well, I'm sure nothing of it has to do with the fact that she's like, you go so fast. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. it's not as much necessarily that he's awkward around girls. Well, that's probably a part of it. That, that sounds dead on. Okay. Um, Thank you. So, combination of the two, but probably more that he is more worried about uh, getting his sheets out of the laundromat. And so, like, she tries to talk about walking home with him. He's like, oh, no, I gotta go. Bye. 
And then we see him at home having retrieved his bed sheets, and his mom is just like not paying any attention to him and is like, I'm watching name that tune. I can't deal with you right now, kid. And his dad It's my show. It's it's her favorite show. And his dad is talking to him about the football game that he has coming up. And he's like, Oh, so you got the game at like ten o'clock. Well, you know, I'd like to come and watch you practice before the game too. And and John is Which like, is weird. Yeah, that seems fucking boring. But yeah. uh I mean, he's just trying to be supportive. I'm I guess. sure he is. He seems like a, a fairly nice guy for the most part. Yeah. Nice dad. Yeah. And so uh, John is like, oh, no, no, that's fine. No worries. You don't have to come to practice. And then his dad kind of insists. Like, that, you should sleep in after yeah. working all week. Yeah. It's a Saturday. Right. And, and uh, his dad is like, oh, no, we're, we're going. And so John is like, shit, now I've got to get up even earlier and beat my dad out of bed on a weekend. And so we see him getting up extra early for that Saturday and racing down to the laundromat. And then the laundromat is closed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's just like the anguish on his face is just uh, like, he can't think of any possible other way to rectify the situation. Like, couldn't you wait until and clean those? Like, couldn't you clean those in the sink? Like at I, the middle of the night or like hide them in a bush take care of them on Monday. Or my, my saran wrap method that I yeah. came up with while I was Andrew's watching. Andrew's patented saran wrap method. Yeah, just wrap your lower half of your body in saran wrap before you go to bed. That's great. Then, yeah, then, you know, it's all safely have, like, contained. Yeah. And You're just, just throw it away. Yeah, well, I mean, he's laying in pee anyways. Well, yeah, so he is. It's, uh, yeah, all wrapped up nice and neat, and then you just throw it away and problem solved. Andrew's bedwetter solution. Nobody consulted me for this movie, so I was, I guess, not not born yet, technically. Well, but, technically, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, that's probably the only reason why they didn't. Yeah. So, anyways, he, he goes down to the laundromat, and they're closed, and he just has this stricken look on his face, and... Uh, in his <laughs> frustration, he he smashes the window of the laundromat, because he's so upset about this, and then <laughs> an alarm goes off, and it's like... What laundromat has alarms in the, like, 50s, which is when right. this is taking place? Right. Uh, but uh, the alarm goes off, and it startles him, and he runs away, taking his, his dirty bed sheets in tow. So he goes to the football game, and apparently they win, and everybody's super excited about it. Like, he and a couple of his friends are riding back with his dad after the game, and they're going to go get hot dogs, and then they start chanting, what is it, like, Hey, guys! Get ready for it. two, four, six, eight. And they all like start doing one of their football cheers. Yeah. It's like the footballers don't usually do the cheering no, and also, for themselves like that. And get ready for it. Like we gotta, <laughs> we gotta prepare for this. We gotta, we gotta be synchronized. Hey guys, here we go. Two, uh, four, six, eight. Like, and it's just awkward because it's just the three of them. There's like it's not like there's boys. anybody else in the neighborhood that would witness this. Uh, right. And so. It's just John's dad and the three boys. Yeah, but, but they're excited. So I mean, it's whatever. John stands like. We got to stop by the house to, uh, to let your mom know that we're going to go get hot dogs. And so they pull into the driveway and then da, da, da. there's a yellow liquid stained bed sheet hanging from the window of John's bedroom. And he's horrified and he runs inside and the, the dad is like, oh, well, I can still take you two guys to go get hot dogs. And the, the, they're like, well, gee, mister, no, thank you. Yeah, we're just like, oh, no, uh, we're we're not hungry anymore yeah uh, we gotta go and turn down his offer to drive him home even so it's just mm -hmm. no good john's mom is ooh boy she's a piece of work 
Yeah. Um, as as we'll continue to see throughout this, uh, but throughout this synopsis, that's just like the first taste of her all around awfulness. So then he gets inside, and his mom is like berating him, and is just like at this point now he's lost all pretense of running to the laundromat to clean his sheets. He's just wet in the bed, and his mom keeps hanging the sheets out of his window. So eventually. John's parents take him to a doctor. The doctor um, tries to explain that usually when kids are wetting the bed at this time in their life, like at around 12, 13 years old, I think he maybe had just turned 13, mm-hmm. um, that it's usually because they're a deep sleeper and they just can't wake up in the night for any signals. Like nothing will wake them up. And the mom's like, oh, you're full of shit. And, uh... He's just lazy. He's just lazy. You know he's just lazy. He's a lazy boy. He just doesn't want to get up and go pee. And (laughs) the doctor asks uh, John's dad, like, hey, did you ever have this issue? And he's like, as a baby, I wet the bed. Yeah. Not as a child. And uh, that's about it. The the mom is just, like, telling the doctor he's full of shit. Her son's just lazy. Yeah. And he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Goodbye. They they try to say, like, maybe he should see a psychiatrist or something. And she's like, no. She's like, no, 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 no. And then also the doctor tries to um, say that embarrassing him is not going to help at all. She's like, no, I, I my method's going to work. Uh, fuck I've, you. I've known my son for 13 years and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like... Oh. Yeah, I know he's just lazy. And I just need to keep disciplining him in order to blah, blah, blah. So the mom's also berating uh, John's dad for being too soft on him. Like, we need to embarrass him. He's just super lazy. So his mom's idea at this point is to... Do a scientific test just to prove her hypothesis that it's laziness. Right. Um, he gets home one day from school or whatever, and mom's like, oh, Marky's mom is uh, called to invite you to stay the night. They're having a party or whatever, a sleepover party. And I've gone ahead and, and uh, told them that you'll be there. And John's like, I don't want to go. You know why. And she's like, hmm, well, you just have to go. I've already accepted so the mom's thinking is that he's going to go to the sleepover and as long if he doesn't pee himself, that proves that he can control it. And he's just a lazy fuck. Yeah. Which is, again, so shitty. I mean, hats off to her coming up with this experiment. Well, I, well, swear, yeah. I mean, you got to You got to admire the scientific <laughs> brain. Yeah. You know? at, at, <laughs> at work. Yeah. At work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But pretty awful. Like. <laughs> You, you're just, like, possibly ruining your son's... Social... Social world. Like, yeah. kids are fucking brutal at 13. Yeah. So... Although, to be fair, like, his friends seemed okay when he did. was at school after the they saw the bedsheet hanging out of the window. Like, yeah, the, they tried to pretend like nothing was wrong. He's like, and he's giving them some cock and bull story about, like, oh, uh, I'm sorry I ran inside so quickly. Uh, we got a new puppy that I had to take to the shelter because it made a mistake. And so that's what you saw there was uh, the bedsheets at the... Which is also pretty on. awful. Like, yeah. oh, the, yeah. the dog peed once on a bed sheet, so we have to bring him back to the shelter. Yeah, so not great, but uh, reflects better on him than it does. Uh, well, than than winning the bed would have. He assumes that's what he assumes. Yeah, as a as a thirteen year old boy. Yeah, in the fifties, and the, his friends are just like, oh, that's okay. We figured it was something like that. No, no big deal. Like yeah. they were like trying to act like everything is fine. And we don't even get any indication that they're, like, talking to other people. No, we don't. So, 
Sorry. His friends are pretty all right. Yeah. I guess is what we're trying to say, considering. Like, well, again, this is a movie, so yeah. if it had been like a real 13-year-old boy with real 13-year-old boy buddies, maybe it wouldn't have ended up quite like that. It's really, the movie is a hit piece on Michael Landon's mom, and so oh, like, really everybody is. else in the movie seems entirely reasonable in comparison to Yeah, um, totally reasonable. Yeah, so he, he goes to the sleepover, and it shows them, like, him and the other boys late at night watching some whatever passed for, like, softcore late-night TV back in the 50s or 60s. And they're ogling some lady in a swimsuit and just, like, getting real I think it might gross. have been, like, a Miss America pageant or something along okay. those lines. But it's kind of the impression I got, but yeah. Okay. Uh, they're, they're getting real worked up over it, which is just, like... Gross. Uh, but uh, <laughs> one thing that, that is funny is that the mom calls up to them in the bedroom and she's like, is that horror movie over yet? And they're like, no, it's it's almost over. And then they hear the guy's dad. Well, why did it end five minutes ago on my TV set? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you, you dumb kids. Yeah. They're busted and they hurriedly go to bed and... Uh, and John is sitting in the windowsill wistfully. It looks like he's about to burst into song. It's almost, but, uh, his, his friend is like, well, aren't you going to come to bed? And, uh, he's like, no, I think I'm just going to sit here for a little while. And Fred's like, oh, so they got you worked up, eh? Yeah, I understand too. If I, I wouldn't want to lay down or move after watching that either. And it's like, again, gross. But then also you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's... That uh, awkward interaction aside, uh, we just see John staring out the window and uh, sad music playing as as he's looking out. Cuts to the daytime in the morning and they're like, whoa, were you just sitting there the whole night? And he's like, oh, no, I just saw a dog outside the window. And so, uh, <laughs> hmm. which I mean, to be fair, I jump up and look out the window when I think there might be a dog out there, too. But, Very true. Uh, yeah, it's a weak, weak lie coming out of him. And so after this, they, they're all going to see a movie together. And it shows them in the theater. And then as the camera pans up the audience, you see that John is asleep. Just uh, passed out because he, he did not sleep at all. And you know what? To his mom's credit, he has not peed all over the theater seat. So, I mean, maybe... Dun, dun, dun. He didn't pee. He didn't pee. So, uh, anyhow, uh, next scene... John's at school and it's his gym class and the coach says, okay, you guys got to run a mile. And everybody's like, oh, no, four laps. (laughs) And uh, so John smokes all the other boys and the coach is like so impressed. He like, he places a call to somebody. Yeah, he rushes over to the station on the field. (laughs) Like on the field. On the field. They had a telephone in the 50s. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. I got to tell somebody about this kid running right now. (laughs) He's a good runman. Oh, man. He's like, oh, you won't believe this. This kid, he can run. He can really run. So the gym coach tells John that he should consider running with the varsity team. He's too young to actually full-on join the, like, running team. But he's got talent and, uh, boy, how would you get to be such a good runner? And John's just like, I don't know, I just run. Just run. I just run, no reason. Uh, so uh, as he's uh, leaving school that day he sees nancy the next door neighbor girl and her dad and they offer him a ride home and john's like oh uh i can't uh i, I really need to go run and do an errand that's really close by 
uh, so bye. And then he, like, races to try and get home before them. Yeah. Driving in the car. Yeah, it's this lengthy scene of him running, like, Hitchcockian, almost. Yeah. Him, like, <laughs> trying to get him. Like, in real uh, time, we're watching him run the entire length home. Yeah. And the car's just, like, chasing, bearing down at him at points. It's just, like, so, <laughs> so fucking dramatic. Melodramatic, Melodramatic, even. yeah. Uh, so he, he runs as hard as he can, uh, tries to get home, and uh, lo and behold, Nancy and her, and her dad made it before uh, John was able to get home and retrieve his pea sheet. So she's seen it. She's seen it. She knows this his This whole thing that he's been trying to avoid most desperately. And then it's at this point that John has just, like, had enough of it, of his mom's bullshit, and so doesn't go home he just takes off and they're like where is he and they, they show him his mom calling the police and she's like yeah my, my son is 13 and a half and it's like wait a minute 13 and a half like what parent uses half years when a kid is like past the age of eight unless she's trying to celebrate a half birthday which we know this mom uh, wasn't. yeah she's uh uh she's not that kind of mom not that kind of mom no um and so they're just distraught. Uh, His dad's more distraught than yeah. she is, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, we see that John has run away to a department store. And just this, the dumb scene of him, like, running in his football gear. Oh, and I forgot to mention that he had given up playing football because he didn't have the ability to stay after school to practice since he knew his mom was going to be hanging his dirty sheets out the window. So there's this really super melodramatic scene where he throws his football gear into the garbage and you you see the truck (laughs) coming to pick the trash up and, like, slowly dumping the the garbage bin into the the truck and you see his his duffel bag (laughs) full of his football equipment and just this... Sad, sad music is playing. Yeah, he like made up a lie about having lost his equipment. Yeah, and so his mom's like, "Well, we're not buying you anymore. We're not buying you replacements." And uh, the dad's like, "We could, but don't tell your mom." And the boy's like, "No, no, no, I don't deserve it." But now that he's you know further on later later on in the movie, now that he's uh, able to have free reign of this department store at night somehow, I don't. They don't show him like sneaking in no, or anything. It's he just, just like is there. He's just he, he's just wily enough to get in there and not get noticed. Uh, so he's like running up and down the floors of the department store in, in football gear that he found that fits him apparently. Yeah. And um, finally, he reaches. The floor where they have all the bedding and stuff, and there's just this scene of him staring at all these bare mattresses. He's confronted with his demons, face-to-face, finally, seeing all these beds. Yeah. That's the impression I got, at least. Fair enough. Not that anything clicked. Or maybe, I mean, it's hard to tell, because it's not... Well, he's he's, he's talking to his dad later, and he makes the comment about, like, I saw them and I just knew. Yeah. I wasn't going to pee again. That's true. I wasn't going to be a wet boy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It cuts... To the next morning, back at his house, and the the police or the security staff are calling his mom and dad. They're like, "Yeah, we found your dumb kid. He he just was laying on a mattress." And you're like, "Oh no, is he? Are his parents gonna have to pay for like several mattresses that he just went and peed all he over?" He just like pissed all over all the mattresses. But no, he had a dry night again. Um, for real. At home, he would have been wet in the bed, but uh, here in the safe, comfortable confines of the department store, just no. In a regular person-sized bed. Yeah. Um, so his mom is right, basically, is what I'm getting at. Like, it's, <laughs> she, he is just trying to embarrass her. It's just when he's at home that he's he's doing this. It's the the lesson that we are imparted with. Yeah, not really. Not really. 
But uh, they, they come down to the department store to pick him up, and he is talking to his dad, and it's like, I knew, and as, when I saw the beds, I knew that I could sleep on them and I wouldn't have any more problems. And his dad's like, that's so great. And it, his dad has been really eager throughout the course of the movie to see him progressing. Maybe a little too eager, I felt at right, times. Right, right. Just like sitting on his bed right as he wakes up. It's like, did you pee? Did you pee the bed this time? Let it's me like, see. Let me see, boy. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, that. Was, that's putting a little weird pressure on your son to be doing that. Yeah, but, right. Uh, that, that's besides the point here. He's uh, telling his dad about how he had a successful peeless night and his uh, mom is trying to interject and his dad's just like, shut up. I finally learned. I gotta tell you just to shut up, woman. Woman? And, uh, and he's like, you know what? I I went to bed until I was 14. And it's like, what? You told the doctor that you didn't have any problems wetting the bed. You said that you only wet the bed as a baby. Like, if you had said this... Maybe. May, or, like, admitted it to your son when he, you saw that he was clearly having these problems. Like, yeah. for... I'm assuming what was a prolonged period of time it could have been like, hey, that happened to me too. No big deal. You'll get over it. But no, just keep that. No. Keep that a secret. No. Keep it, it like a secret. He's like too scared of his wife and his son to admit that he used to wet the bed. I mean, I guess maybe that's just like a comment on toxic masculinity out of its time. Yeah. That, uh... A really ham-fisted comment on Yeah, well, I'm sure it was like not really. But in a way, a commentary on that and how... It does nobody any good. Yeah. Well, we're going to buy you a new bed, son. Hell, we'll buy whatever bed you want. I don't care how expensive. And they, they leave the office of the department store and the mom is standing there behind, left alone to deal with being told to shut up by her husband twice. Yeah. Told her to shut up and just, she's just, just stricken and slowly leaves the, the office after them. And then everything's fine, I guess. I guess. But yeah, like, then we cut to him as an adult. Yeah. Uh, there, there's some interview. other stuff with him, like being going back on the, the track team or yeah, whatever, yeah. agreeing to do it and whatever. Yeah, but, whatever. But then, yeah, they... Go back to present day where he's um, finally starting the interview uh, after winning the marathon he was in. And uh, the interviewer asks, so what, uh, what was your inspiration to become a marathon runner? And he's like, well, it was my mom and dad. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, okay, that's that's uh, that's a kind of a clever thing you did there, Michael Landon. Yeah. A little, little, little bit of a clever thing to round out the movie, but uh, only a little. Yeah. Just a little yeah. clever. Yeah. But again, the guy still is not okay with admitting that he wet the bed. Yeah, he did, he did not admit to wet no. the bed on national television. Uh, he did not. So there you go. There you go. The, it was the loneliest runner. The lo- 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 loneliest runner. I don't know why. I <laughs> the lo- 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 loneliest <laughs> runner. It's a song that I <laughs> just came to my heart just now. Uh, Andrew had a really emotional attachment to this movie, <laughs> yeah, as you can tell. I, I'm going to bump it up to uh, uh, Don't Not Watch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, yeah, there you go. The, the loneliest runner. And so... Yeah, bad parenting abounds in this <laughs> fucking movie. Um, fine ham, however, yeah, does not abound. Fine ham does not abound, but uh, bad parenting does. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was set in the late 50s, early 60s, and it, bad parenting is still a thing now, but 
Like the things that were considered acceptable parenting back then were a lot more loosey-goosey than they are now. So, uh-huh. yeah, it really does come across as him just like working out his aggression towards his, in real life, horrible, horrible mother. Yeah, it turns out he had quite a rough time with his own mom. A lot of the things that we see we saw online reference this as being an autobiographical movie. It's like, mm, no, not exactly. Like, there's things that were drawn from his life, but he right. was not an Olympic athlete. He did try to become, like, a javelin thrown dude before he got into acting. He, he had plans to do that, and then he fucked up his shoulder, apparently. But that doesn't translate to running home, really. Like, no. the loneliest javelin thrower guy. <laughs> Like, just throwing a javelin through his mom's stupid head because she's hanging his bedsheets out? I don't know. Yeah, so uh, from what we could find, his mom definitely had some issues. Like, when I was looking at his Wikipedia, it said that Michael Landon's mom was pretty suicidal. And the first thing it talks about is uh, when she attempted suicide when Michael was a youngish boy. I don't remember exactly, but kind of a preteen. So she tried to drown herself and Michael had to save her and he was so stressed out by it. He was like throwing up and he thinks that the stress of that is really what kind of drove him to bedwetting. So whether that's the case or not, I'm no doctor, but um, it seems like it seems fairly. Definitely it, could have played a part. Fairly in, legit that, yeah. uh, that amount of stress. I mean, that's significant for sure. But on top of it, so he was dealing with bedwetting, and similarly to the mom in the movie, his mom would hang his dirty bed sheets out the window and humiliate him. And then Andrew found, even more horrifyingly, is that she would apparently pin pieces of the dirty sheets to his clothes so he could wear them all day, uh, just to add extra shame. Like, yeah. how fucking, fucking awful. Yeah, that's, uh... He's working out a lot of aggression towards his mother in this movie just by, like, how one note she is. And I, I think... You know, with him having to have put up with stuff like that as a kid. You can uh, understand some of the fixation. Yeah, uh, but maybe he should have just gone into therapy and saved us all a movie about bad the, wedding. A movie that we had fun watching. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah he, he probably should have... Uh, worked it out in therapy, maybe, instead yeah. of uh, on, on the screen. Well, and I saw some criticism that... Maybe if there'd been other creative input, like it wasn't all him running the show, that maybe it would have been a more even-handed movie, too. Yeah, because his mom just seems like cartoonishly evil. Oh, yeah. Just um, like, there's no way mom's going to be quite this cartoonishly bad. Well, the, well there, there sure is. But I mean, it just like it, yeah. it seems really exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, with it being a made-for-TV movie from the mid-70s, it's really hard to find worthwhile information about it yeah out there on the internet so um i guess what i what i've determined at least that we have to do is just uh put random internet people on blast (laughs) there's a lot of really weird fucking shit that people are saying with relation to this movie so prepare to be shamed yeah random internet normally we don't i don't want to do stuff like this but man this uh there's some stuff that i just felt couldn't go uncommented on unblasted unblasted yeah so from the imdb trivia page for this movie in real life michael landon was a heavy smoker and drinker okay um that's (laughs) not sure how that is relevant to this at all it's not like like he's barely in the movie 
right. as it is. So I don't know why you would feel compelled to include that. Considering you don't see any alcoholism or or, no. or uh, smoking or anything like that no. in the movie anywhere. Well, just so you know, uh, John Lennon <laughs> beat his wife. So that's I mean, just like bringing something up that doesn't reflect well on him uh, out of out of nowhere, just a total non sequitur yeah. piece of information that, that reflects poorly. Yeah, I mean... We're not saying that it's not relevant to who Michael Landon was as a person. Just maybe for this, not necessarily relevant to this movie in particular. No. Unless no. it's like, this movie suffered because <laughs> no. he was like... Smoking all the time. Smoking, like, all, smoking <laughs> a cigarette all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, one, of, one of the reviews on... Um, the IMDb page was talking about how when they watched the movie as a teenager, they thought it was hilarious. And then when they watched the movie as an adult, they're like just stricken by how horrible the parenting was and just how they, they could never do that to their kids. Like really, you didn't get that the first time around. Like you have to be a parent before you can understand that the way that his mom was treating him was fucking horrible. Like, Hmm. but that's, uh, that's like all the, asshole men politicians and stuff that come out and say well i just can't stand for women being treated this way like i have a wife and a daughter like, yeah it wasn't uh, until i had my own my own family that i realized women need to be treated properly like like really that's what it took you what's wrong with your brain that you that you have no empathy for for other people yeah for, yeah like who are not directly yes. related to you yeah and then this this last one uh from from imdb that i i just had to mention is a review that someone posted. I'm just going to read it briefly here, quickly in its entirety. Simply wonderful performances on a difficult topic. I really like the actors, and it's a shame that Lance Kerwin stopped acting not too long after that, but I hear he is happy on the Christian ranch he went to, so there are many good child actors who, for some reason or the other, have gone on to do other things, but I'm glad for him. That's one sentence. I know after reading this comment, you might click no, that it was no helpful, and though that's bad, it's your choice. (laughs) However, my purpose here is to back up the comments already stated, in parentheses. Should I paste it all in again when so many other people have already stated the facts? Close parentheses. No, I didn't think so. So, go watch it. You won't regret it. (laughs) What? Uh, IMDb drama. Was this person on like some serious painkillers? Just like weird. The Christian Ranch, Uh, all capitalized. Yeah. Is that like he was put out to pasture? Like, what are you trying to say Uh, there? There's just a lot to try to unpack in that. Anyway, moving on from uh, IMDb bozos. To, yeah. uh, There was an article that Andrew came across about the movie and other famous bedwetters, and it references some prayers that the author found on the internet. Um, that are supposed to encourage parents who are dealing with this problem or, or something that they can use. Which, okay, whatever. I mean, like, if, if that's what you're going to do, if you're going to try to turn to prayer to help things, that's eh, that's fine. I fine. mean, hopefully you're doing other things too. But Right. We're not going to knock you for doing this. But, yeah. uh, but this particular prayer, I'm just going to let it speak for itself right now. This is, this is a prayer that anybody can use. Anybody, anybody. And I'm probably going to start using. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Please heal your beautiful son from this hard and often embarrassing problem. Just like you healed me from this nearly six years ago. <laughs> Touch him and heal him so he can live without worries. Um, <laughs> well, 
not sure that that's going to be applicable for <laughs> just like you healed people. me nearly six years yeah, ago. And also, it has to be a son, <laughs> not like, your what? beautiful son. Your beautiful, yeah, beautiful son. Your beautiful son. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that somebody was looking for prayers that they could find to include in their article that maybe you could have left that particular one out. Maybe I mean, not. <laughs> how? I think that's the prayer that helps me the most, I mean, just in general. If the parent is. Only just having had their bedwetting problems resolved six years <laughs> ago when they had a kid who was old enough to have bedwetting be a concern. Like, what, like what age range are we dealing with yeah. here? I need, I need to find out. I wish I could see where that prayer came from. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a story that uh, I really want to get the background to there that we may never know. Yeah, and then I guess finally the last thing that I saw, which was kind of uh, it's going to be kind of a bummer note to end things on, is uh, the the actor who um, played Nancy John's uh, possible girlfriend uh, in the movie, Melissa Sue Anderson, also acted on Little House on the Prairie with Michael Landon, and that's how she got cast in this movie. Uh, but she wrote a book about her acting experiences, like. Maybe like six or seven years ago, I think it looked like. And so I was able to find a snippet of it through Google Books uh, that talked about this movie in there. And first of all, her book, it's like just her recounting episodes of Little House on the Prairie in their entirety a lot of the time, which I'm like, not sure that that needed to be in your book. And she also recounts the entire plot of of this movie. Um, She talks about the production of Little House on the Prairie and how Michael Landon would make fun of like one of the crew members there who had a pretty bad stutter and so he would just like make a big deal and poke fun at him and expect everybody else to join in making fun of this poor guy with the stutter it's like yeah that's not great that seems like that's his mom rubbing off on him in a real bad way there yeah so yeah michael landon a man of contrast man of contrasts indeed yeah, so that's it. Yeah. It, it's, it's entertaining. Right. It's, it's also, uh, luckily for you, the listener, it's an, available in its entirety on YouTube. So if you are uh, interested in checking it out, which if you have like 75 minutes, I, I would say, you could find a worse way to spend your time. For uh, sure. And again, don't expect uh, an amazing film. But, but, uh, but it is... If you want something to laugh at. Yeah, it is uh, entertaining. For, yes. And, and it's ridiculousness. Yes. And speaking of ridiculousness, let's let's do a seamless transition into talking about. Um, God, I don't even know how to describe them, but it's uh, we're going to talk about everything is terrible, which is this collective of a bunch of different people. I don't even know who all is in it now. Like uh, it seems like people kind of come and go. Yeah. From it. But it's a group of people who make the video art by uh, by editing like old VHS tapes and things to make something that was ridiculous in its original form even more funny and ridiculous in their their finished Surreal. edited version. Surreal, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to phrase it. You may have seen like the the video about cat massage. I think that was going around the internet pretty widely a few years back, and that's them. And so they've been consistently putting out videos great weird frightening stuff for the last like 10 years now probably I think probably even more than longer that. than 10 years I think, yeah i think longer than 10 years yeah I, I would say i would be surprised if it was less than 10 years but yeah these guys are hilarious super funny super funny um have a great eye for 
just, yeah, the bizarre and... Frightening. Frightening and... Oh, God. Like, they they just have this really great way of distilling something down to its, like, core... Weirdness. Weirdness. Yeah. Uh, One of the things they do is they take, uh, like, action movies from the 80s and 90s, like, shitty action movies that nobody has heard of, and then compress them down into, like, a two-minute, two- or three-minute compilation of the best stuff, and it's always just two minutes of the most batshit insane things that you have seen. So we're going to be posting a bunch of links to some of our favorite videos by them on the show notes for this episode. You should definitely take a look and check those out. They've got like such a wide library of stuff to choose from. It's going to be hard, but we've, we've got some favorites. And, and like shit. these guys do way more than just like a couple minute long videos distilling stuff. Like they have made feature length things like they recreated Alexander Horovsky's The Holy Mountain using footage of dogs. Yeah. From like other movies. Like from just, other like, movies or, or, or whatever. And it's incredible yeah, it, that they pulled that off. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it works better than it should and it's just such a ridiculous concept to begin with. Like right. an even more ridiculous version of an already pretty fucking crazy Out there movie. movie. Yeah, um, and they 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 do like live shows. They go on tour. They're actually going on a tour of the West Coast here pretty quickly, and so they they're really great dudes. We're kind of we're friendly with a couple of them, and so if you get the chance to see them when when they're on tour, you will be entertained for sure. For sure. I don't even know. Should we talk about Memory Hole later? Because <laughs> that's like Ooh. an entirely. I think we're gonna have to save that for yeah, another episode. I think so. Um. Yeah, memory hole. Memory hole. Oh, oh boy. boy. Uh, so, uh, we would like to thank the fantastic band Boat for allowing us to use their song Lately off of their album Setting the Paces. Thank you, Boat. Thank you, Boat. Uh, we would also like to, as always, encourage you to check out your local independent video store. If you're in Seattle, just go check out Scarecrow already. Just do it. Just do it. If you're not in Seattle, figure it out for yourself. Figure it out. If you were wanting to stay on top of our episode releases, which um, may be a better idea now more than ever since it's going to be kind of a sporadic episode release schedule, uh, you can check out our Facebook page, Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide, um, our website, TaraAndrewVersus.com, and then of course we are on Instagram and uh, and no other social media. Yeah. So if you have any comments, uh, any feedback, oh, yeah. anything like that, you can always shoot us an uh, email at terranandrewverses at gmail.com. Or if you just want to tell us about a movie we should check out, or if you want to disagree with uh, yeah. our treatise on bedwetting. Then if you if you like what you're hearing, yeah. tell a friend. Tell a friend, um, maybe give us a rating or whatever. On, a, on the iTunes or yeah. Apple Podcasts or whatever it's calling itself. If you don't like what you're hearing, just you shut your shishi mouth. You Keep it to yourself. You zip your lip. Yeah. Um, And until next time, catch catch you later, later, potato potato heads. heads.